This meeting is being recorded. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special bonus watch along edition of the Kickout Crew. And see, we got some other crew members here with us and our very special guest. He is the man with all the hard hitting questions, the man that knows more than wrestling than Wikipedia itself, and the man that took the very last picture, the very famous picture of Vince McMahon on Monday Night Raw. He is our man, Bryant Haremza. Bryant, man, how you doing? <sighs> doing good. Doing good. Um, you know, checks in the mail for that great introduction there, Mike. I appreciate it. So uh, I told Terry I would uh, T-weave. I'd do the Terry pose for him to start the show. So I'll hit that form real quick here. But <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. We're doing good, you know, uh, keeping busy and uh, enjoying the shows every Thursday. Got to listen to the kickout crew. So awesome. Thanks for joining us and thanks for coming on today. Yeah. We got Devin. Devin, man, how you doing today? Oh, uh, just great, man. Excited to watch some old fashioned wrestling with you guys. So I'm happy to see Brian again, man. It's been too long. I'm uh, glad to see that you're on another bonus episode with us. And of course, we got. Brad, I guess Brad. I'm just a little confused. Uh, Mike just said we had a special announcement that he wanted to make. He wanted everybody here, and it looks like we're doing some sort of a show. So um, bamboozled again. Had to get him in somehow. Yeah. Sure. She said. So today, guys, we are watching a Kevin Steen versus El Gennaro at Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor Final Battle, 2012. Yes, 2012. The ladder match. Uh, Ryan, you picked this match. What was the reason you picked this match? Uh, I have been a huge fan of Ring of Honor, and I've always thought the Kevin Steen-El Generico rivalry was one of the best rivalries for Ring of Honor and in Ring of Honor history. And this is the last match. Uh, Steen and Generico would never meet again, and so this was kind of like the ultimate finale to their rivalry that had really been going on for three years at this point, so... Awesome. Okay. Well, you want to go ahead and let's see if we can get things going for it? Uh, <clears throat> sure. Let's see if I can figure out some magic here. So do we need to fill some downtime? Down is, that, is that what I'm doing here? Um, I'm, I, mean, if, I mean, you can, I guess. Oh, uh, looks like he's already sharing. So yeah, yeah see, I can figure things yeah. out pretty quick. So for the show that's coming out Thursday, huh? nobody did it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we're like oh wait who's doing it perfect oh there's a show thursday what yeah. every thursday wherever you find your podcast yeah. and the videos exclusively on youtube oh my i will be honest i've never watched an actual show on youtube that's okay i we always need, just we listen need the, we need the downloads i always just listen so that's, that's it that's totally okay i'm gonna assume there's an ad because there's always an ad with youtube Oh, yeah, I paid for the premium coverage. That's why I thought you were doing it. Oh, pre <laughs> premium coverage. Like, I'm going to keep paying out more money. I have enough subscriptions, so. No doubt. <laughs> All right, here we go. My man, everybody, see, everybody see. Look, the match oh. is already over, guys. How about that? The match is already over. So there, there we go. go. So there's the there's match, your spoiler. Everybody. There's your spoiler, ladies and gentlemen. Now, everybody see the screen? Everybody good? Yeah, everybody's good. Let me sit uh, on our end. 
Okay. So question to everybody from me is who here has watched Ring of Honor or seen the old school Ring of Honor like this? I have. Nice. Yeah, of course he has. Um, I honestly I have not. I don't I have not watched a lot of Ring of Honor or any other wrestling promotions besides WWE. So a lot of this stuff right here is kind of new to me. So for me, I really just started getting back into wrestling in 2012. And no, this was not on my radar yet. Thanks. A lot of Ring of Honor is based from up here in uh, New York. So I've caught a lot of it just in our local television late at night, just scrolling through things. So I've got to see some of this rivalry. I didn't experience the entire thing, but like I I have watched this match in the past. So I'm excited to rewatch it now. Yeah. Yeah, this... uh... The rivalry really started in 2009 uh, at Final Battle 2009 uh, when um, the team of Steen and Generico broke up. Uh, Kevin Steen siding with uh, Steve Carino, uh, which then began a rivalry that was literally for the full year. Start Started at Final Battle 2009, ended at Final Battle 2010. Mm, okay. um, and that match in Final Battle was a fight without honor. If Steen wins, Generico unmasks. If Generico wins, Steen leaves for forever. He's just gone. Can I ask a question about the mask real quick? Yeah, go for it. Was Generico fully or was um, Generico always masked before he went to WWE? Yes. So the first time he was without a mask, if Sami Zayn was with WWE, that's what you're telling me? Yes, correct. That must have been a shock to everyone of his fans, huh? It was because a lot of people had gotten so accustomed to the mask and his style that they didn't know how he would fare without it because even he admitted that like the mask was kind of like, I don't want like his crutch. Like he always knew that the mask was like going to hide him and he could blend in because nobody really knew what he looked like without the mask. Hmm. Speaking of masks, we get a question from good friend of the show, Zoll. He was asking, what is something you would not do wearing a mask? Well, uh, I'll, I'll answer. Um, I, I hate wearing masks. I hated wearing masks. I, I don't like trick-or-treating in a mask because I can't see anything. And today uh, I was in a mask. I'm not going to give away everything, but it is just hard to see, period. I cannot, honest to God, cannot um, imagine going through the, this kind of rigorous activity in a mask. So, um, but you know what? For sexual activity, I'll put a mask on. Oh, Nice. I don't know what I'm doing anyway, so what's the difference? Yeah, right. (laughs) So uh, I, uh, I'm kind of the same way, I guess, with Brad. Like when we had to wear masks for COVID and everything, I always hated it. Like it's hard to breathe with them on and everything. But with this mask that Generico has, the mouth's kind of open, and that just uh, takes me back to when I was younger. I had a Rey Mysterio mask, and I'd wrestle around with my brothers in it on. That wasn't too bad because the same thing, like around the nose and mouth, was kind of open. So I. I kind of think that this one would be a little bit easier than wrestling in a COVID mask. So is there anything you would not do with a mask on? Well, uh, that's the question. I, I, I guess that was my answer. I wouldn't wrestle with a COVID mask on. He just basically told us how to make a clock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, Eric. I appreciate that answer. Uh, <laughs> Brian, what about you? See, I'm dumb enough that I would do a lot of stupid shit in a mask, like, because I would try to run on the theory of you don't know who I am. 
but if I had to go for something, uh, it would just be, well, it depends. If I'm wearing a COVID mask, everyday life, I hate it uncontrollably. But if I'm wearing like an El Generico mask or something, um, probably, I don't know, man. Like I, I would probably still run around all the time in a mask if I had something like El Generico. Mike, I really think this whole question got screwed up by Devin bringing up the COVID mask, which had nothing to do with any of this. Right. But yeah, if I'm yeah, talking think... like if I'm talking like a generico mask, yeah, I, we're talking I about like wrestling know. mask, that deal. I mean, what the hell are we doing? I mean <laughs> there's a premise to this. Oh man, I just thought we were on here to bullshit and watch uh, some matches. I mean all right, so I wouldn't go swimming in a wrestling mask. That thing uh, would weigh me down. It would be hard to lift my head out of the water. Oh man. That's a great point. Thank you, Devin. <laughs> I'll be honest, thought didn't even cross my mind about a swimming pool. <laughs> I, I would probably have to say go inside like a bank or something because, I mean, you want to mess like that inside a bank. You're instantly a bank robber. You're, not too pretty. you're instantly the bank robber and they're calling the police. So instantly. Unless you're Nick Gage, you wear a mask everywhere but the bank when you're robbing. <laughs> yeah. <This is> <laughs> right. Yeah, that is the Nick Gage specialty right there. <laughs> So what are we looking at here? Because uh, I feel like we're, we're going fast forward. Basically, we're still we're still in the early stages of the match. They're trying to Generico's trying to establish control over Steen. Um, this is actually Generico's first match in six months because uh, he was actually taken out by Kevin Steen. And so this is Generico's first match in six months, and uh, he's just trying to show a more aggressive side because they didn't say he could be aggressive enough to compete with Kevin Steen. So is that how this match got started is from when he took him out and uh, this was, yeah, this is kind of the payback match. And then at the same time, Kevin Steen's in a group um, with Steve Carino and Jimmy Jacobs at the time, uh, they call themselves scum. Mm. And uh, a lot of people have been stepping up to try to stop Steen and the group. And this is Generico's comeback from being taken out and trying to represent Ring of Honor and uh, get the title off of Kevin Steen. Okay. So when um I when I was watching earlier, they were saying that Steen is getting ready to leave. Is this his last match in Ring of Honor? Uh, no, this is actually uh, – ah, I love that the ladder oh. folding there. Uh, this is actually Generico's last match. Okay. Uh, Ring of Honor. Um, commercial, yay. Um, but, uh, they're hoping that this, uh, they're hoping this is his last match as champion is what they're okay. saying. Uh, they're hoping this is El Generico could come through and save ring of honor and get the title off. of him. Uh, so, um, another question we have, we have from RJ from reffing it up. He asks, do you like seeing these two wrestle each other or together? That's tough. I mean, they're they're an amazing tag team too. But I just always thought what they did in one on one matches is just special. Whether it's Steen and Generico or even Owens and uh, Sami Zayn, um, like I just think every one on one match is just special between them. Like it's different, and it's different each time. It is. No and they, they do have good chemistry to, with each other. Oh, absolutely. Like, whether they're on opposite sides or the same side, it's just they know what each other's thinking. And it's like they can just talk through the whole match. So I, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. It's because how many they have been they have feuded 
so many times just in the WWE alone and been together so many times. They are so back and forth. And basically, they admit it. They're like, this is going to happen again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to feud again. And now yeah. they're together. Uh, you know, they're going to be coming up with the big WrestleMania match this weekend. And I don't know. There's something about them being friends that I, I really enjoy. It seems it's just so um, it spills through that it's real. And I really like that. And I'm re- really happy that it was a slow burn, obviously. But it really worked this time around, for sure, um, in present day. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I'm the same way with Brad, honestly. Um, I really like them together now, going up against the bloodline and everything. They had a great feud in NXT when they faced off there for the championship. But I I think that's just honestly the chemistry. I love them two together. I do, too. And, like, it's especially like with you know this past week with them when they finally aligned to each other you can tell the emotion in the crowd like mm-hmm. everybody was so excited for it to happen you know that's that's one thing about wrestling you know it does bring out emotions and a lot of things and wwe right now is working hard on it they're doing a real good job yeah. on doing all that from you know kevin owens and Sami Zayn to the Roman reigns and cody rhodes it's bringing out a lot of like emotions and everything. Well, and I think too, it ties into, I think everybody can relate to you have that friend that you're friends with, and then there's a split and you're not friends anymore. And then you kind of work through it and you come back to being friends again. And I think everybody can relate to that story. And that's what makes these guys so special is that people can be like, Oh, I've had a friend that I don't necessarily get a, along with anymore but you know we always work it out and we're friends again and that's kind of how this rivalry seems right so is there anybody else you know like a group of guys that's been more back and forth than these two i mean like they're friends and they're enemies and friends and enemies and you know no matter what when the one needs the other he's always there but then there's always that moment he can turn turn on him well i'll tell you what i think a good example of that but the, the difference between what i'm about to say in this is that these guys are in real life are friends, uh, right? In in a, in a, I'm going to go back into the uh, I'm going to go back to Hogan and 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 Savage, uh, the Mega Powers. I mean, and then in an NWO, and then one on one, they started out as as enemies. Then they then they got together, and it and it kind of spilled over into real life too. I know they were friendly in real life. I'm not really sure the extent of it. We saw some stuff on Dark Side of the Ring, but that's the closest thing I would say. Because even like someone like the Usos, it's just not going to happen. They're real life brothers. Uh, the Hardy, same thing. It's not going to happen. But um, I don't think anybody more than this. I, I will say that. But uh, maybe maybe uh, Hogan and Savage. Uh, the yeah. first two that came to my mind were uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Oh, good one. Oh, All the way idea. going back to 96 or 7 when they first started getting together. And then when Shawn Michaels came back and 2002 it looked like they're about to be friends and then triple h turned on him and then again later when they finally became dx again like there was always some back and forth with those two and oh always one of my favorite rivals and real life friends yeah best friends that's another good one well i think that's what makes those special is like the the story they tell but like there's a lot of them that are the breakups that you just don't want to see because like you know use the example like the hardys like i don't think people ever wanted to see them feud 
But I think there's a lot of tag teams that after a while you kind of get like, as they call it, the Sean and Marty syndrome of you want to see who's better. Yeah, I mean, and you did. You had like, you know, like the Hardys, um, Edge and Christian, you know, like seeing those two feud against each other. Dudley's. Dudley, Dudley. yeah. <clears throat> oh, Brad, I just heard that. Sounded like you got a soda or something over there. Well, it's definitely you not know my favorite Pepsi. soda. You just said it. <laughs> there it is. My there favorite it. soda. Nitro my Pepsi. Uh, checks in the mail, Devin. Checks in the mail. Oh, Brian, this one's for you, brother. <laughs> yeah, Welcome by the way, jackass, I just heard Welcome back me. the Matt Hardy watch-along on ad-free shows where you freaking plug Nitro Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? I just heard that today. I'm like, how did even Devin first off get on the show? So, <laughs> Who did he pay off to get on that show? Well, anyway, <laughs> random, random uh, inside baseball. I'm Bober. There One of is. our buddies immediately called me after that, too. Like, what are you doing on here? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're not so supposed to be a... there, Devin? What? <laughs> another another question from a friend of the show, Miss Anna Ray. And as y'all know, she was part of the first Watch Along series. One of the popular episodes. Just wanted yeah. to throw that out there. Yes, definitely good. She's doing fantastic. She actually just uh, came back from Booker T's Wrestling program so she spent some time over there so congratulations to you anna she wants to know you got kevin steen versus kevin owens who do you got (laughs) i saw this question i I think i got kevin steen kevin steen's gritty kevin steen's doing anything he can to get to the top kevin owens has been there and done that kevin steen's taking him down kevin owens has the experience he now has held championships in the biggest companies in the world Kevin Owens is the man in this matchup. He would destroy Kevin Steen. <laughs> See, I got to go Kevin Steen. I think Kevin Steen's that more sadistic, psycho, like willing to do whatever it takes to win. And I think Kevin Owens has that, but he's like doled it down to be like more of that kid-friendly package that WWE likes. And Kevin Steen will just – he'll walk over your grandmother to win a match here. So I got to go Kevin Steen. Oh, see, <clears throat> I think I might go with Kevin Owens just because, I mean, he's like that was saying, you know, he's been the one that's WWE champion and he's already been through all this. So he has the experience. But I mean, then you got Kevin Steen that he's putting all his heart. He's trying to get there. So he's going to do what, like you said, whatever it takes to get where he needs to get to and he'll get there. But I think my money's on Kevin Owens. You put him in a WWE ring, Kevin Owens is a WWE guy, so you know who's going to go over there. Yeah, it depends on where the arena is. In the Tokyo Dome, seven stars. Yeah, Tokyo Dome, Steen might get more over, but there's any WWE's name on it anywhere. It's going to be Kevin Owens. Yeah. So uh, I know you guys on the crew, you've watched a few of these ladder matches, uh, doing some watch-along stuff. If you've noticed, Ring of Honor uh, does go for the cheaper ladder of the Painter's Ladder, where you can really only climb one side of the ladder. Uh, do you think for ladder match purposes, you need a specific ladder, like one where you can climb both sides, or does it really matter for these kind of things? Well, I mean, in this particular situation, you can't go up both sides and fight at the top too easily. Is that the, is that the problem? Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, I, that's, that's, that's what I would think. You got... 
you know, better chance for somebody. But I mean, you can always take that chance and go up on the other side. Well, I think that's why WWE does it is you can have people go up on each side on it. Do you think fighting on the ladder creates more drama? Oh, God. Half and half on the ladder. Uh, do you think fighting on the ladder creates more drama or something like this where you're constantly trying to pull them down to have that uh, interaction works better? Well, I'll tell you this. You don't want anybody holding the ladder, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we had to mention it once. It's been beat to death out there. The oh, God. Yeah. Referees are holding the ladder now. Yep. Listen, we just want everybody to be safe. That's all it is. But I like, um, hey, Brian, just to, just to kind of answer your question, I think that I like change, I like differences in different organizations. So uh, I, I like a little bit of fear, a little bit there. Uh, I'll take it both ways for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like it when they do like fight on it, like on it. But I don't like it when the guy's waiting for him. So, you know, if it's one of those things where he actually runs up and out of nowhere and joins them right there on the top and they start going at it that I like when yeah. you got, you know, somebody sitting there waiting for two or three minutes for the other guy to come up. That's when I'm like, okay, we know what's going to happen. Right. They else get turned on by that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> my screen, my computer knows you're on. So they're like, I'm going to throw this up for Brad. I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah. I, I honestly, I want to add in on the ladder talk. I honestly, I like it having just the one side. It adds into the storyline. In this match where it's one-on-one, you don't really need both sides to be up there, like to be climbing side. So I, I just think it adds another you know, detail in the match. Yep, absolutely. Well, and I think, too, it, it creates that more of that drama of knowing, like, like I said, where you can't climb up that other side. You know he's got to stop it. You know he's not going to run up there to get you know it. He has to go somewhere. Yeah, so you know it's got to be, I got to get over here. I got to stop him. I got to pull him down. And to Brad's point, each company needs to have something that's different. I mean, watching Will Hobbs stand up there scared because he can't get down makes that different than him just being up there and dominant as always. It's, you know, you got to make everything different than just everybody has the same kind of ladder match. And to build on that one one quick one quick thing before you go back, Mike, um, we were just talking about cage matches recently, and I really didn't realize why I was so big on escape the cage and nobody else was. And then we, yeah. when watching back these old WWE cage matches, realizing there were no referees in the cage. So they had to escape, and it was the only option. I forgot about that. I forgot oh, yeah. about that until we watched the King Kong Bundy match. And, I'm, and now I'm remembering where are these – I don't remember – I, I don't remember when I realized there were referees in there because I only watched it as a kid, WWE. But now, now I get it. Now I get what <laughs> the, the differences. You, you're used to what you grew up on. Correct. What, what right. you had as a kid is always what you believe going forward. So when it changes, it's always like, well, I don't like this. What is this? But it's like, okay, this is what I'm used to from so long ago. Right. And again, I'm still always thrown off that Bundy and Hogan is – one of your favorites there that was 10 you gotta remember yeah. and true. true yeah what is your uh favorite memory of these two together that's uh man that's tough these guys have had so many classic matches to me um this is one of them obviously that's why i chose this match um i love the match from final battle 2010 when it was the fight without honor end of and you know the ending of to the story for that at that time right um, because it was 
there was so much investment in it and so much of, is this really going to be the end? Uh, that I always, I love that match too. Um, and then there's a match they had from another company uh, from Pro Wrestling Gorilla from PWG that um, they had a Gorilla Warfare match. And it's basically like a hardcore anything goes and just tore the building down that night. What year was that? Uh, that would have been two thousand. That would have been two thousand eleven. Was okay. that one? Sure, so year before this. Kind of in the middle of their all rivalry. Kind of in the middle, yeah. Uh, that so was pretty much where they've been. They've yeah. been together. They've you know had some kind of relationship with the, each other in the ring. Yes. Because I mean, you and can that, even use WWE. Like I still love the match they had from Payback on the main roster. Mm-hmm. It was just back and forth, and I just thought that match was amazing, fantastic too. And that just shows you, you know, when you have two people that just click, you know, no matter where they go, they're going to be put together. And everybody sees that. And that's, you know, these two people. So, yeah. Kevin Steen carrying that table on his head. All the commentators have to jump out of the way. (laughs) Trying to not get hit by the table. Trying to. So now you got me thinking, Brian, because now, now you've made me mad. So let me ask you something. What is so much better about the main event of one and three that two is so bad to you? Wrestling wise, please don't no. say production. Oh, God. I mean, no, it's not that. It's for me, I don't know how to put this properly. I don't peg you as that old. <laughs> I am. <laughs> to, to be like, I watched this as a kid and I'm like, you're not that old. No. 47. Way. I know. Right. I, I don't like the sound of it either. So that's why I'm like, when you're like, I watched as a kid, I always want to just call, text you and be like, you're not that old. No, you're not. <laughs> but like, even wrestling, but like, if we're going wrestling wise, like, I get where WWE was with, it was the monster fact. It was like the monster factory for Hogan, where you're just building in monsters to try to take him on. But like, there's nothing, because re- it's not really a wrestling match. It's just really the standard WWE cage match at that point. Of, right. You know, ten minute match. Table. Yeah, and that's what and like that's the other thing too. Like a lot of people don't think about is the match isn't that long. Like it's just a quick in and out, and that's what they were looking for. And these guys wrestling for thirty minutes right now. These guys were watching here. Yeah, and, and beating, beating each other the hell each other with ladders. Yeah. And oh, here we go. what's this commercial? Taco. Taco Johns. Hell yeah! So now, <laughs> boy, the poor is the- getting better and better, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I pay for the high quality and, stuff, you know, commercial wise. Do you yeah. guys have Taco John's where you are? No, but I want to. Uh, Never heard of it. I'm starving. Yeah. Oh, dude, so good. I, That's my I, first time even seeing that ad. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a 12 pack of tacos from Taco Bell today. I, uh, yeah, Taco mm-hmm. John's is like our competing brand out here in Nebraska. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it competes out here. And since we also don't have a Taco Bell, we have to do Taco John's. Oh, wow. Oh, I, have, I have three in town. What? Yeah, God. three. In Levittown, not Philadelphia, Levittown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to drive 45 minutes for a Taco Bell. No. Yeah. And we see now uh, El, El Generico, El Generico yeah. is instructing the guys to get the big ladder so that way he can climb up. And if you notice, it is two-sided. Uh, yeah. But he instructed the... Uh, Ring of Honor trainees to go get the big ladder for him so he could get up there to climb and get the title. So that's okay to the fans, but not a referee. 
helping out. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a laddie Rey Mysterio might need for some of the matches. Yes. <laughs> Brian, uh, they call that belt the 30 pounds of gold. Is that the biggest belt out there? Uh, no, it would actually be the last version of the New Japan title. Um, I think it's like, I don't know what version it is. They have different versions for it. But the one that like Okada and Kenny Omega, um, the one that they held, uh, that one is actually in the like, I think it's like 40 or 45 pound range. Like it's a heavy title. Mike, any idea how much the Humungold is from New South? Uh, like 16, big... 17 pounds. I think we uh, okay. discussed this on uh, another episode. <laughs> I wasn't sure. It just looks bigger on some of the smaller wrestlers, too. It looks well, huge. Even, when, even when the AEW one. Yeah. When Kenzie's holding it, of course, it looks tiny. He looks <laughs> tiny with yeah. it. There's a couple of them that are pretty small in that organization. That mm. It looks big on. Mm. Oh, man. Let me see an F5 onto a table. <laughs> Kevin Steen with the It's F- your honor, so we call it the F4. See, and one of the things I always appreciate about El Generico, too, is even though he does have the mask, I think he kind of takes from that Rey Mysterio dynamic of you can always see, like, the emotion on his face. Because uh, that was always one of the things, like, JR and, you know, Bruce always talk about, you know, you got to show the emotion. And even through the mask, you can always sense and feel the pain that Generico's in. And I always think that's, like, a trait that's, like, really lost on a lot of people now, or a lot of performers now. So, like, you could always, like, you could just see him and just feel his pain with him. And I just always think that's great. And, and they show a lot, like, through their body. So, they don't have to yes. quite show their face. So, you know, and that's what he's doing here, too. He shows a lot of it through his body. You can tell he's hurting. He's holding his arm. He's, you know, mm-hmm. grabbing yep. whatever's hurting. And Ray Mysterio kind of does the same thing. Like, he, he shows through his body. He don't have to have that facial expression. Right. What the hell is Kevin Steen's plan here? He's scared of heights, I'm going to guess. I don't know. Well, he's nowhere near the belt. <laughs> I think that's what he's realizing now, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't right with the painter's spot for the paint for your paint to sit on. The that's why right. they had that on there. So I'm also going to be honest with you guys. Part of the reason I also chose this match, not just because I love it. Uh, the finish to this match is something that I always remember. And it sticks with me. And when we get to it, you'll see it, why it sticks out. Because it could go so wrong so fast. Mm. I uh, I still remember the finish to this one. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, when they told us that we were going to watch this, I was like, okay, I remember that. But... Yeah. It, it's, uh, it'll, it sticks with you because it's, it's so different, too. Because, and again, you'll never see it because there's no way it'll ever be performed anywhere else. So... I don't think it could be really. I mean, probably not. Uh, mostly because the part, you know, the move is banned in some companies. So right, that also helps. I'll tell you what I didn't like. I don't like all this building. <laughs> like I mean, like I feel like they're taking time to like make these contraptions. Uh, like, yep. <laughs> like that's the that's my only complaint, honestly. I think they do that now is always like you got to think of thinking outside the box. And the only thing you can think of is, Oh, well, if we connect this and you do this and you put this ladder up over here and you flip this over, like, 
and I get trying to be different, but at the same time, like you, you can't, you don't need to do so much. The ladder, yeah. the ladder speaks for itself and it's, you know, brutality, but I just, think and it seems like, yeah. no, seems like sometimes like they have that idea, but they don't practice it because whoever's trying to get everything set up has no idea what they're doing. No. So, I mean, if they were to do, you know, stuff like this, have them go out there and practice getting it set up. That way they kind of have an idea. And, you know, when they don't, it just takes too long and it kind of takes away from it. Yeah. Package pile driver there by El Generico to Kevin Steen. Using one of Kevin Steen's main moves there. What did you think that move, Devin? Oh, I loved it. I, I did it to my younger brothers. When I was, <laughs> when I was younger. But, oh. I thought you were going to say five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, Devin, when you're watching this match as a five-year-old at home. Um, <laughs> I was like 15 at the time. But, <laughs> uh. Yeah, I was uh, 36. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll ask this with, I think, uh, kind of go, playing off the building question. Uh, do you guys think that there's that they're trying too much with these matches that coming up with these spots, do you think the crowds are just, they demand more or is it the guys just wanting to do more? Uh, second option. Yeah. I think it's the guys trying to outdo the last match, but you can only go so far with that. Like how much more can you actually do? And then they actually do something over more. So the next time, you know, the next set of people was trying to do, more than that, and it just keeps going on and on. Just have a regular ladder match, you know, one or two ladders in there, and have a good match out of that. Yeah. Well, they've already used the Kevin Steen just introduced, I think, the seventh ladder in this match. Where if yes. you go back to the Sean and Razor match, they literally had one, yeah, one ladder. <clears throat> so I think yeah. it's all—it's the thing about adapting with time, but it's also adapting with these wrestlers wanting to do way more than. Like, then they honestly need to. And there was a ladder spot. I mean, a table spot in it, too. Yeah. So you had seven ladders and a table. <laughs> I think it just depends on the competitors. Some out want to do it. Some want to please the fans. But it is it is going to like, at what point does this end? And it's just too dangerous to outdo the last match. And I think that's yeah. where we're at now. It's true. Especially some of these ladders. I mean, yeah, yeah these I've been on some of those ladders. They're not safe to climb up when you have them out. They don't, yeah, doing something like this on it. Right. Yeah, my uncle has that ladder in his garage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, and uh, I think we're getting. Yep. Here we are coming up with the finish here. And as I said, a it's blow. a low blow. And like I said, it just sticks with me because it can go so wrong so yeah. fast here. In so many different ways. Yeah. Package pile driver through the ladder. It bends. Mm. The ladders fold together from the impact. Like that just looked brutal. And I mean, it's just, and even if Kevin's foot slips just a little bit or Generico lands wrong or rolls wrong, like it could, the, it could go so wrong. The whole match is different at that point. This is where I would have liked to ask Adam how much of this was just so to the so planned 
to be careful, you know, and and he would say, well, that depends. Ah, oh, here we yeah. go. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it. Staying yep. up there, grabs a belt. <sighs> Takes him five minutes. <laughs> yep. The old Jack Swagger finish from WrestleMania, so. Yeah. Jack Swagger, huh? Do you remember he couldn't get the briefcase down? I, man, he's had some moments, huh? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that was an awesome match. Like I said, I unbelievable. And, and like it just said, shows you how far these two became and how far they've gotten. Right. And that's the thing. Like it shows you how far they've come. Shows you the risks they're willing to take to make it. Right. And that's the thing with like these promotions, like a Ring of Honor, where you're not at the main show, but you're trying to show them you can be there. And, and like I said, that, that finish too, like it's been 10 years. I, I still remember it like vividly to this day of just how it just, it's ingrained in my head that finish. Well, yeah, it's mine now. So I gotta, I, I always want to ask you real quick before we move on from this. Yeah. Um, Brian, were they did they both go into NXT at the same exact time? Uh no, actually, um, this is the end of El Generico. Uh he will go to Sami Zayn. Uh this is his last match. He goes to NXT actually uh the next month in January. And Kevin Steen actually doesn't come in until 2014. So two years this- later, Kevin Steen will arrive. Perfect. Um, just for me and for everybody at home that maybe not realize it, because they everybody always keeps them together so much but in fact you're talking two years or yeah there's still there's still two more years before kevin actually comes in and they continue the rivalry perfect um and that's what makes and like i said that but they're still always paired together and that's the thing um but yeah kevin would actually stay in ring of honor uh continue working and And who um who were his some of his um who were some of his great notable matches after this uh he had a good rivalry with mike bennett um with adam cole uh who we actually would have a good run with as well um jay lethal uh a good run with matt hardy as well we know all these names don't we yeah (laughs) i'm trying to stick to the main ones that everybody's gonna have a good idea give me one that nobody knows one that nobody knows yeah i know no somebody's gonna know somebody's gonna know uh he had he also had a good run with steve carino uh he's not as known because like he really stuck to Ring of Honor once he left ECW, um, but Steve Carino and him had some good matches as well. So, Steve Carino, father of newly signed to the WWE, Colby Carino. Yes, Steve is a trainer at NXT right now as well. So, oh, see, so there we go. Yeah. So, Brad, I know um, earlier you mentioned there's something you want to. Uh, just real quick, guys. I was uh, so a lot of you have seen as of this Wednesday, and I actually had a sneak peek uh, last night. I didn't get to see all of it because I had set a recording, and it was after the uh, after the Final Four, or I mean, uh, I mean the NCAA basketball. So I missed the end, but it's this um, AEW All Access. Now we have seen uh, Roads to the Top. We have seen uh, Ms. Uh, and Mrs. We have seen a bunch of documentaries. But let me ask you, I just wanted to do if you guys think if this is maybe just a little bit too inside. Now, I don't know if we're ever too inside anymore. And 
I know we're all too inside, but we go yeah. out and we seek it because we are absolute nerds. This yeah. is for the common fan. This is coming on right after Dynamite. Uh, just to give a little bit of idea of the first episode, it was a lot about Britt Baker. And she is literally sitting in the back with Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, um, Soraya, and they're all talking like nothing's going on, which we all know it's a major feud. I just want to know if you guys, I, I mean, I don't, I don't care because I know, I know. Do you guys think this is too far? Is this too much? Too inside? For the actual fan, I don't think it's too much because everybody kind of knows what's going on. Me personally, I like those kind of shows. You know, stuff like this. Uh, you had the Bella Twins ones, all that. But, you know, it gives you more of the behind the scenes, what's going on, like their personal life. And I kind of dig that. You literally see Britt Baker get a shot in her spine. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> like, it is really inside. I mean, really, really inside. Um, I think this one with AEW can go more than what WWE stuff did. Yes. So that's going to be – that could maybe change it up some. But we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Really? I mean, I'm going to love it. I'm just saying for the common fan. I didn't know well, that was you know, you like You kind of like those TV shows. So <laughs> I'm excited for it. Me and uh, my fiance Erica, we watched Total Divas and Total Bellas. Like that show, very inside on stuff where they were going deep into the locker room talking about like why aren't we getting more time? Why do matches get cut? Like actual conversations with higher ups and stuff. So I think that'll be a good experience, and I, I think it'd be good for uh, AEW's brand. Speaking yeah. of Devin, there's uh, you haven't watched the first uh, sneak peek yet, but there's plenty in there about Sammy Guevara and. Ty Connie, so you're going to be in your freaking glory. <laughs> you hey, loser. Change, change my mind on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so, plenty on that. Plenty on it. Brian, I believe we have a bonus. What? What? A bonus match for the bonus episode? A bonus special announcement. And so, now here I am watching two matches, giving insight. What are we doing, guys? So I originally wanted to do this other match, but I couldn't find it enough on YouTube. So I decided to do my own work and I put it on YouTube because I wanted the crew to enjoy what I feel is an all-star match full of comedy. Because as I'm told on the show, the crew is at their best when the matches are at their worst. <laughs> and this is, to me, a match I throw on when I want a good laugh. And when you see the players, you're like, how can this be funny? And then you see it, and you're doing nothing but laughing because it's also so absurd. So if you will all indulge me on this. Gimmick, gimmick Battle Royal? No. <laughs> Brian, uh, you, said that, you said players. Oh, so, I'm intrigued. So this is from PWG, Battle of Los Angeles 2016, as you can already see from the tab here. It is a 10-man tag that is an all-star 10-man tag. I'm going to start playing it because I can. And it is Team Champa versus Team Liger. Um, so on Team Champa, because we're going to miss the introductions here, uh, they like to call themselves the Space Cats. On the team is Tommaso Ciampa, Sammy Callahan, 
Brian Kendrick, Pete Dunn, and Matt Riddle. The other side is Team Liger, obviously captained by Jushin Thunder Liger, Jeff Cobb, Chuck Taylor, Cedric Alexander, and Malachi Black. Where are we? We are at we're at uh, the American Legion Hall in Reseda, California. Nice. What year is this? This is 2016. So we have a match loaded down with a bunch of good talent. Yes. So at the time, at the time on the Indies, by the way, so kind of perspective here. Sammy Callahan is going by the Space Cat, hence the Cat Mask. Okay, thank you, because I was yeah. A few months ago, we watched Sammy Callahan go one-on-one with Tessa Blanchard. And this is a complete different look from Sammy 100%. Callahan. Hair's the same, though. He goes by the space cat. So if you notice, the entire team drew on the cat nose and the whiskers. This is tremendous. Okay. So uh, now also for me, I don't know if you'll catch it right away. There are some notable celebrities in the crowd here. Uh Brody King is standing off to the yep. side over I there. see him. <laughs> uh, Dave Meltzer is also in the front row. Oh, thank God. Yep. And then <laughs> in the corner over here where Chuck Taylor is, uh, Shayna Baszler and Marina Shafir are right over there as well. Oh, nice. So this is action-packed to action this is the place to be, bro. It is. It is. <laughs> this place is the place to be. And so this is the Battle of Los Angeles tournament. It's the top indie tournament of – to me anyway in the world they get the best indie talent to come in and compete what they normally do is the guys who don't win their first round matches end up in a 10-man tag to kind of give everybody a second booking for the weekend okay so right now we're drawing the cat nose and whiskers on brian kendrick Thank <laughs> um, because he was the only one not playing along he needed to he needed to absolutely Look at Pete Dunn or Look Butch Dunn. as we know him. As Butch as we know him now, yes. So there will be some spots in this match where I will go with the volume uh, because I'd like you guys to hear the dialogue on some of this. Hey, it's your uh, show. So, because <laughs> it is also long. just hilarious. <laughs> and it will also help give you some understanding for the match going on as well. So, but. Right. So, and yeah. you know, I. As you mentioned before, you know, this was your first pick, you know, when we come up with a match. But at the time, it was a little bit hard to find for everybody to find. So I want to thank you for putting this on here so we could watch it. Yep. Now, I will ask, did you watch the clip I sent? Did you watch the clip I sent you? Yes, I did. So and that's why I was like, man, I really wanted to do it. But then it was one of those things where could our fans get it? We couldn't at the time screen share it. Yep. Well, I want to definitely thank you for doing this and allowing us to be able to do this. Yep. So we're going to go volume up here for a moment. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Push it for it. Yep. So... I wanted to do a little foreshadowing right there. So this is actually the third year in a row that Tommaso Ciampa and Chuck Taylor have been in this match. And in the previous two matches, Tommaso Ciampa has made it his mission, as you can tell by him walking around with his thumb up, to do the spot known in wrestling as the thumb and the bum. Oh. Oh, is this that match? And uh, 
Tommaso's goal is to do that to Chuck Taylor. But as you can see now, the Space Cats, Sammy Callahan wanted in. And now he wants Jushin Liger in the ring. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are waiting for me to talk or not, but I'm just no. uh, watching now. Oh, no, I, I wanted, oh, no. Part of the reason I wanted this was to make you all watch this. Like, yeah, I I, I've never seen anything like this. Have you, so I will ask this, uh, have any of you seen anything from PWG before? Yeah, I have, but it, not like this. So a couple of weeks ago, I actually watched uh, Brody King versus Hardcore Holly from PWG. Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> that he match knew, was badass. <laughs> and then he watched the Royal Rumble before that. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So on the outside here, we're seeing Jeff Cobb this week. On uh, AW Dynamite, Jeff Cobb's going to be going one-on-one -on -one with Kenny Omega for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. And yes. right now he's in a match with a space cat. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, yeah, the mask is off. Oh, man. I was going to say, talking about a mask has to be hard wrestling. That one right there. I was about to say, I would not want to wrestle in that cat mask. Yes. There'd be no way. He doesn't even wrestle in that hair anymore. It has finally been cut. Yes, thankfully. That is a long time. Brian, who do you think yeah. would be your uh, favorite luchador wrestler? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to be lame, like really lame, and go with Rey Mysterio. What's lame about that? He's the best. Because he's the uh, he is, and I think that's the, the thing. Like, he's been on TV for so long that I think he's just the one that everybody also associates with that lucha libre style. Is he putting his son over at WrestleMania and losing, and then retiring? <sighs> I mean, oh, I think so. I think so. Maybe hand over the mask at the end of it. He, you know, Ray had always talked about that with Dominic of ha having be that match where he loses and he passes the mask to Dominic. And that's how he goes out. So I could see it. I'd honestly love to see a three-match feud play up. Have Ray win this one. Do another one at like Backlash or Money in the Bank. And then have him Ray Mysterio's final match at SummerSlam. But why have the why have the Hall of Fame then? I, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't like Eric that there's a Hall of Fame right now. I don't like that there's going to be an angle in the Hall of Fame with this. It's kind of like right. a Ric Flair situation, though. I mean, they inducted him while he's still... He still sort of won match. I mean, then he retired, but yeah, and then he retired again. Yeah. And By the way, to, to also get a little perspective, this is um, a few months after the cruiserweight classic. So oh, Cedric okay. and Brian Kendrick are kind of like on that high from the cruiserweight classic still. Okay. So I was asking about the your favorite luchador. What about a uh, Hubertu Guerrero? He was. Uh Hoovy -oh. was great. Yeah. So Hoovy was great, but like Ray was just that guy you always saw. And I always thought Ray did more of that high flying uh, Luchador style than Hoovy did. Do you think it's because Ray looks more like the underdog than well, I mean, not the other ones? Because he was, I mean, even with the Luchadors, he was definitely the smaller one out of all of them. He looked like a 10-year-old kid who just got lost and just wandered into a wrestling ring. I mean, I agree. Did you see the um, 
I don't know if it was A and E or what it what it was for the Rey Mysterio, the doc the doc for him. And it showed him back in the younger days. And he looked like he literally did look like he was 10 years old. He was like in his 20s or whatever. Yeah. He looked like he was 10 till he was 30. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just going out there and killing it. Was that Matt Riddle? That is yeah. Matt Riddle. Yeah. I didn't hear you mention him. I, I must have. Been... Yeah. Matt Riddle is trying to out wrestle the 2004 Olympian Jeff Cobb. I would love to watch this matchup <laughs> again <laughs> in yeah. current day. So, actually, fun fact for PWG here. Uh, they would have this match, and then coming out of this, Jeff Cobb and Matt Riddle would actually form a tag team in PWG called the Chosen Bros. Okay. And uh, they would have a ton of success winning the tag titles in PWG as well. Can you let the fans know at home that maybe aren't wrestling fans where PWG is out of? Uh, PWG is out of Southern California. Right now, they're based mostly out of Los Angeles. Um and for anyone trying to find them, they do nothing live unless you are in the crowd. So any chance to watch them is either go to the show or you wait a couple months and you buy the DVDs or Blu-rays. That's how New um, South is too. Yeah. So, but it is based all out of California. That's where it started and it has stayed ever since. It, it doesn't move. They, I heard it's home, an event. I heard it's an event oh, for yeah. sure. 100%. Like this home here in Reseda, they had it for for years um they would always go the same american legion hall the same amount of tickets all the time like it was always it was the place to be for those weekends for those shows and it's probably the same fans pretty much going week to week yes. going to these shows yep i heard they sell out all the time is that true yes every show is an immediate sellout um they have one fan uh if i can find him i could point him out uh his name is dink is the name and uh he was front row every show and he was the like one of the long loyal fans of the company and uh uh he just passed away and they named a show after it to kind of memorialize it is that um the one matt post about was it piss jug mike or something like that uh, no. there's another one there's another was, guy i guess here. he was another one that oh he was for jcw i think yeah that, for jcw yeah yeah so um yeah, he was another one. I didn't know if that was the same one that you were talking about. Yep, nope, different guy. And then another thing I like about PWG is they name all their shows. They're always something different, something quirky. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what makes it fun, too. So, Brian, I got a question for you. You yeah. are one of the wrestling fans that know, like, more about anything in any company than I, like, than I've ever seen. So is your DVD collection, like, 400? How many DVDs do you have? Uh, too many to count. <laughs> when we're done with this, if you guys want, I'll show it to you. It's right outside the door. It's like three bookcases full or three DVD stands full. It's like, I probably have at least five or 600. Oh, nice. Wow. Well, you're uh, saying you can't stream these. You can only watch them by DVD and you know, every single match. So like you have to yeah. have bought every single DVD pretty close. So, so, uh, here we go. We're going to go volume up for just a moment here. So we can see the moment here. Well, I think unfortunately, Aaron, we can't hear it. Can't hear Come it? On. No, we can't. Oh. Right there, Jushin Liger is telling Tommaso Ciampa to stick his thumb up his ass. Sacrificing <laughs> himself for Chuck Taylor. Well, they're I don't know why he's doing it, but... So Liger is currently sacrificing himself for Chuck Taylor. 
by offering to shove his thumb. And now Tom Mouse is like, you're Chushin Liger. I can't do this. And Liger just tells him, no, no, you shove your thumb up my asshole. You know what? This is way better than hearing the volume. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Look here we go. They are. They, are, they are encouraging Tommaso Ciampa. Everybody <laughs> wants him to do it. Giving him the thumbs up. Here we go. The wind up. Right in the butt. And Liger oh! clinches and clenches. He clenches. And Tommaso is stuck with his thumb. But now here comes, here comes Malachi Black. Oh man, what are we going to see here? He is, he sees it. He's loading up, and boom, he's got Champa. He's got him. <laughs> what the but hell? Now, are we but watching? now Sammy Callahan. Here comes Sammy Callahan. He's like, they're trying to warn him. They're trying to warn him. It means nothing. Boom. Oh, another one. It'd be better what if you had a cat mask on for that. It would have been. For those of you at home, you need to Cedric. be watching this episode. <laughs> and that's you, Jim Cedric. Cornette. Yeah. Cedric coming in next. But now you cut back in. Here comes Matt Riddle. Bro. Oh, not Matt bro. Riddle. He's like, bro. Bro. Bro, this is my Saturday night. Boom. <laughs> and Liger is just watching. Here comes Jeff Cobb. He's getting ready in his wrestling stance. Boom. Oh, he got one. And they became tag team. Uh, and now here's Brian Kendrick and Pete Dunn. They don't want to go in next. They want no part of this. But Brian Kendrick reluctantly comes in, gives a nice spin. Boom. Oh. Now Chuck Taylor, the victim every the last two years. It's just like gives the thumbs up. The most casual. <laughs> he just walks up there. Boop. And now. Chuck knows he made a mistake. And now, now you cut back to Jushin Liger, who has decided we are now going to march around the ring with everyone with their thumb up their butts. Oh. oh and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> and Jushin Liger proves he has the strongest asshole in pro wrestling. As with one hip thrust, they all go down. Ooh. And that's it. That's right there is a WrestleMania moment. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the Hogan pose. He's got to hit the po as you know, as with Hogan, Liger must pose. That's it. Complimenting his strong butthole. Yes. Mm. I cannot believe the names that are in this match and what they're doing now and what they did here. I just can't. <laughs> and now Tommaso Ciampa complaining. About? <laughs> and Liger pulls out a remote control. A remote control. If you've seen the movie Click with Adam Sandler, you will understand this. He pauses. <laughs> and now he hits the button again. And now we are in slow motion. <laughs> we are in slow motion. The crowd, the announcers are talking in slow motion. The, the refs crowd, in slow motion. The refs in slow motion. Liger calling at his next person. Here comes Sammy Callahan. All slow motion. Oh, this is amazing. What's amazing is how and, well Bryant knows this match. I love this match. And, <laughs> and how many times he's watched it? A lot. And the I crowd do doing it too. Like that is amazing. Like everybody just doing it. Yeah. Like you see the crowd in the background. They're all just going with it. Just 
They're selling it, which is what makes it great. When you can get this crowd participation like this. And they're still in slow motion. Yeah. Oh, this is so fun. So I take it this is something that's happened before with the <laughs> slow motion thing. They d had done it the year before, yes. Okay. And then Kendrick, too quickly. He's too fast. That's too fast of a fall. That's my criticism. Falling's hard. It is. And then we've got Pete Dunn coming in, takes the shot. Thank God he grew his hair long because I'm not sure what this is. Yeah. Bull cut. Right. <laughs> Here comes Cedric, huh? The team coming in, excited that Ligers <laughs> just wiped out the whole opposition. And now we're going to pick up Liger in slow motion. <laughs> okay, is... so did, did they win? No, they're just cheering because Liger wiped out the whole team. Okay. It's just a cheer spot. So is it like, how do you win? It's just a pinfall. Okay. Yeah, you, <laughs> I mean, you can understand why I asked the question. Yeah, it's go. just yeah. a mid-match. Yep. And Liger now session. hits the button and we're back to normal speed. And we're going Cedric flies. Chuck Taylor flies. <laughs> So where's Trent at this point? Chuck Taylor's tag team partner. Uh, he is hurt at the point at this point. So were they together though? Yes. Okay. Yes. Makes me think of Orange Cassidy too. Where's he? <laughs> uh, he know. comes year. He comes years later. So yeah. I heard and if you guys are not watching at home, you have to go back and watch this. Yeah. This match it's is just, amazing. It's just perfect. And now they want Jeff Cobb to fly. And boom. Ah, uh, he gets cut off by Tommaso Ciampa. I'm going to see if I can get the volume to work this time here. No, oh, no, your commentary is much, much better. This next <laughs> spot needs it. Um, we thought that before, but we were yeah. pretty satisfied with what we got. Can you guys hear it? No. no. Okay. Don't know what's wrong with it. We're still new at this. Yeah. So... At this point, Ciampa's playing scared. He doesn't know what to do. And everybody's just waiting for him to jump. And right now, Sammy Callahan is telling him, I believe in you. I believe in you. You can do this. And now he's saying, I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. And now the crowd breaks out with, I believe I can fly, singing it with him. <laughs> And they are singing as he spreads his wings to fly away and then Jeff Cobb. No. That's amazing. And the whole building was singing, I believe I can fly. It's just amazing to see Tommaso Ciampa even being silly because yeah. he's, he's not. So, he's so serious. And yeah. here he is, yeah, with cat whiskers and singing, I believe I can fly right now. Yeah, he's well, even like Pete Dunn, like seeing him do yeah. stuff like this. That's we thought that the Butch thing was silly. This is <laughs> level. Yep. And now yeah. Champa, Champa flies and boom. That, that's how they sold the Butch. We yep. could put a finger up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and now's the part where everybody comes in and hits their finish. <laughs> of course. 
that's how this works. Roll out, roll out. And now we get the tour of the island. Doesn't look like there's barricades in this either. There, so like, there are not. There they're are rolling not. out right into the fans' laps. Yes, they are. What a yes, great uh, thing to say there, Devin. Way to, way to point that out. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of spots where, like, you'll see the crowd get up. They'll walk right up and just start pounding the apron of the mat. So. And they just allow them to do that. Yep. They don't care. Shotea you know, from Liger. still only stream? Or they don't stream now? Nope. DVDs are a thing of the past, though. DVD and Blu-ray. Wow. And there's your finish. Jushin Liger with, picks up the win for his team. Never any doubt, right? Nice. Uh, when you have Liger, of course not. Liger's got to go over. Because he was the biggest star here at this point, right? In this match, yeah. At this point, that's, yeah. And, and if you put him in that match with those guys today, that's not the case. Yeah, no, not now. That was amazing. It was unbelievable. Uh, I really appreciate so, that. Like I said, I wanted to give you guys a good laugh. And I thought that would be the uh, the perfect thing to do it. Yeah, that was good. So, and like I said, that was my original pick uh, because I just wanted to see you guys uh, see how you guys would take a match like that—a comedy match where nine men shove their thumbs up another man's butt. You know, so that was awesome. The only thing that could have been better is if they walked in the circle and he got that Pete done right there at the last minute. Yeah, close it off. Yeah, I love that you thought of that. <laughs> of course, I was thinking about it before. <laughs> so, right, man, that was amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for letting me. Yeah, thanks for letting me do this, guys. Appreciate it. Yes. Fun, fun for sure. Thank you. Um, you want to give everybody a quick shout out where they can find you? And uh, I'm on Twitter at bharemza and uh, Instagram at br haremza because i have to change it because people are weird and uh i'm those are the places you'll find me the most i'm pretty active and uh yeah come find me in chat and if you have any kind of wrestling questions he's your man yeah he can tell you anything from 1562 to 2023 he knows about carnivals for sure i do i know about all them carnival days yes there we go uh, Brad, Devin, you want to throw yourself out there? And I just want to say thank, thanks uh, for letting me come on, guys, and tricking me into doing this show. Um, pleasure. For those of you at home, um, you. this is probably, I, I think Mike said something about releasing it tonight or tomorrow, so it'll either be uh, Sunday or Monday. And make sure you tune in Thursday for Thrill Billy Silas Mason. Uh, it is a badass show with um, one of the funniest guys in wrestling and, future, and star of the Iron Claw. Hmm. Devin? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Make sure you tune into that show. But this episode, Brian, it was great to have you on, man. Uh, great to always talk to you and chat again. You're the human wrestling dictionary. I love it. Uh, Mike, thanks for telling me about this, man. It was fun. Um, I'm Devin at DevinD19 on all your social platforms. Yeah. And Brad, who do we got coming up this coming up week? So, all right, so as we said, NWA's Thrillbilly Silas Mason will be this Thursday. The following Thursday will be, uh, he's been in a lot of organizations, a lot of New South recently, Stunt Marshall. Uh, you can, you, um, he's another character for sure. That's right. And, of course, you can find me at Whitaker1028, and we are the Kickout Crew. You can find us anywhere at the Kickout Crew. 
And thanks for joining. And we'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.